Chronicles Radio with Julia and Philip Siracusa, sponsored by Carnation, airing live on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM in New Orleans. This show's entrance has been edited, produced, and directed by Gwen Clapper from Perfect Trust Productions, LLC. You can find us at PerfectTrustProductions.com. Welcome to Monday night segment of Horselike Chronicles Radio with myself, Julia Syracusa, and Phil Syracusa. We're broadcasting live from the International Public Radio and the United Paranormal Radio Network on 105.3 FM from New Orleans. This evening's show is fully sponsored by Carnation, so we want to thank them for their sponsorship. We love them. You have to do a few things in order to participate. Go over to our YouTube channel. UFO Paranormal Radio or International Public Radio. You can also go into all of the Facebook stations, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, UFO Undercover with Joe Montaldo, News on the Flip Side, also Twitch and SoundCloud and Poppy. Also go over into our group, uh, Horselike Chronicles Radio on Facebook. Get in there if you're not. So guys, we have amazing guests tonight. I'm really, really excited about this show. So please welcome to the show the team from Fleetwood Paranormal, Christy Parker, Shirley Ann Spencer, Merlin Bradbury, and Timothy Borkley. I hope I said that right. Sorry. A shout out to Denise Smith, who could not be here today. These guys are a bunch of extreme talented people in the paranormal, all paranormal investigators with their own amazing gifts that they all bring to the table. So please let's welcome them all to the show. You're welcome. Yay. Thanks, Julia. Is everybody in a good mood? Oh, yeah. We're excited to be here. Great. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, what drove you all into this crazy world of the paranormal? Who wants to go first? Um, okay. Well, I'll start, I guess. I think all of us have kind of been in it most of our lives, although we haven't been together all of our lives. Um, you know, it's a calling that that starts you out when you're a kid and yeah. you're aware that there are spirits around you and, and you're aware that there's so much more going on that meets the eye. Let me take these off because they're wow. reflecting. And it's almost like you can't help but get into groups of people that are of a like mind and understand that we're definitely not the only ones around us. You know, we're not the only ones that uh, are inhabiting this plane. And that becomes really clear. And you gather a group of people around you that know that as well. And, you know, it's a very, very special group that we've got going on here. Yes. Yes. And everybody brings something so unique to the table, yes. which is amazing. 
So who wants to go second? <laughs> I'll go second. Um, so I am, uh, I'm originally from Massachusetts. I grew up in the Salem area. I actually grew up in Lynn, which is part of the old Salem village. So I've been surrounded by witches and ghosts and all of that all my life. Um, so I am a practicing eclectic witch and um, I have been so for over 30 years. Um, and in part of that, I've come across interesting people, interesting situations. Um, I've been in graveyards at night and things like that. And um, I started seeing ghosts and stuff when I was a little kid, like five years old. Um, things would come to me in my dreams and they were a lot more real than just a dream that a kid would have. Um, so that made me realize that I was sensitive to the spirits that around me, which led me to my path of witchcraft. Um, and I've been, you know, in one of my bios, we, we say how I've been exploring the veil between the worlds for years. And that's part of what I'm doing by joining a paranormal group is I'm continuing to explore what life and death is and if it really is that different, you know, and, and, yeah. and with that's coming the idea of, you know, are we actually in a matrix? Are we in multiverse? It just, the, the intellectual part side of it all is just so fascinating. That's really um, what I'm I think yeah, that's I'm why we're all Yeah, I'm a scientist yeah. at heart, but I'm also a practicing witch. So, and the two meld very well together. Um, because I can explain almost everything I believe in a scientific fashion, even if it sounds a little woo-woo. Yeah. yeah, I can totally relate to that, yes. Yeah. And how do you put your, your every, the witchcraft into your investigations? Like how do you, what do you, how do you use those, those gifts to like investigate? Well, it's part of my being connected to the earth. So, with my witchcraft, I'm more connected to nature. So when I'm on a paranormal investigation, I tend to be attracted to the elementals more than living or, or used to be living ghosts. Um, and also, I also have some um, Native American blood in me, and I tend to see the natives more than I see like Civil War folks. Actually, um, all of us do. Every single yeah. member of Fleetwood Paranormal has... Uh, Except maybe Denise, who's not here to talk. But yeah, Denise is not, yeah. But all of us have some sort of um, native blood. Um, but that's how I can, because of my connection to the earth and my understanding of, of Mother Earth and how she um, yeah. relates to the universe, that's where my witchcraft comes in. Because again, it's all that, it's an energetic field. It's an yeah. understanding of the greater source. Totally agree. I definitely can relate to that. <laughs> I think there are there are two ends of the spectrum with paranormal investigators. You you've got the ones that lean in very heavily to the what I call the blinky lights, all of the gear which we've got as well, and then you've got the ones that are more tuned in on the psychic side. Um, yeah. And in in every degree in between, right? If you've got the bell curve, I think we lean more towards the psychic side, but 
but we definitely we've we've got the whole array of gear and we use that as well and kind of the holy grail is when it all adds up together and you've got your gear backing up what your senses are telling you as well yeah that's like it's real fun yeah. And someone, who is it? Some someone on the team um, has the ability to, like, sense spirits. We'll be like looking off. I think it's who is it? Christy. No. Oh, the like. The okay. Them, you can feel them show like right near you, and you you'll be off like looking to the side, right? Like like that. You know, all of us can, but I think yeah. probably our most amazing gift is with Merlin who's sitting quietly down in the corner there but <laughs> Merlin's tell him Merlin tell Merlin tell us tell him what <laughs> you know you know what you can do mm. tell us <laughs> well um I've been fiddling farting around with ghosts since I was very small. Um, then I forgot about them for a while, and then they started showing back up. I'd go to old houses and run into them, and then I moved into a house full of them. That was fun. Um, then I kind of barged in on a paranormal team and, and hung out with them for a while, then moved on to, to uh, this team here, and... Somewhere along the way, I started seeing floating heads and faces. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's living in an extra special world sometimes, especially if it gets dark and you just look up and there's some gigantic head floating above you. It's, it's not cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fun, but it's, it, it's not cool at first. Now I'm kind of used to it. There is yeah. no investigating like investigating with Marlon Bradbury. I'm here to tell Absolutely. you. It, it, it's the absolute truth. You know, you'll be in there and, and all of us are sensitive. Okay. I mean, Tim Bakke, who also is sitting quietly down there in the other corner, he, he has these visions of things that are going to happen before we go to investigations. So, you know, he'll say, look for this name, this color, this uh, piece of jewelry, and dang it, if he's not right over and over again, <laughs> you know, so we've, we've got that every time. It's amazing. And then we'll be investigating with Merlin. I think one of my favorites, though, was, was Periscope Boy. <laughs> There's always a fabulous name attached to what she's seeing. And um, I don't hear them well, <laughs> so I have to make up nicknames for them. It's it's. <laughs> Cool. So everyone has abilities on the team. Hey, um, you know what I'm interested in? Where the name come from? Fleetwood. I like that. It's really cool. The historic Fleetwood Church in Brandy Station, Virginia. Uh, that is our home base. Uh, if you guys, all right, you are in, where are you? You're not in Virginia. In you were in Eastern PA, like right near New Jersey. Okay, so you're not that far. All right, so we are right in the center of major Civil War battle area. The second largest uh, cavalry battle of the Civil War occurred on the Brandy Station battlefield in Culpeper County, Virginia. On the edge of that battlefield is a little wooden church called the Fleetwood Church. It was actually built in the 1880s. 
the church itself, but it was built on a foundation that is older than that because the guy who owns it has found Civil War bullets in the foundation. Um, there's a sketch that was drawn by a Civil War soldier of this, the building that was a Civil War hospital, which is right next to it. And you can see that something was there, but you can't really tell what it is because you can only see the corner of it. Um, there's something incredibly special about this little church. It is privately owned. We do a lot of fundraising for it. So it's kind of falling down when the guy who, who owns it now bought it. We have been able to raise enough funds for it by doing paranormal events and investigations and paracons and psychic fairs and that sort of thing to put a new steeple on it. Now it needs a new foundation. Um, but that's where we came from. So we are Fleetwood Paranormal, but we help out other locations too. It's kind of our gig. We, we do the historic location thing. Cool. That's yeah. great. And yeah, you guys do a lot of paragons and events and do, do you like it? That must be really like rewarding. It really is. It's a lot of work. Oh, it's, it's so much work. work. It's I so much it. fun. We you get to bring all these people together that have the like mind and you get to meet new folks and, yeah. and share new ideas. That's yeah. the best part. The best part about it. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, and you get to meet a lot of people. It's very true. Absolutely. And we're doing good work. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think when you actually tangibly see something as as big and amazing as a new steeple. Now, I have to say that this this church is is decommissioned. It was decommissioned back in 1972, but the historic significance of the building and the place it sits on is just so outrageous, um, so amazing that when you know you're able to keep something like that alive. I mean, at one point it was an antique store. It was a carpet store. You know, it, it, it was not taken care of very well for many, many years. Yeah. Um, so when you're able to, to bring it back and, and do something that is that tangible, it feels really good. It does. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that you guys are putting, you know, everything back into you know, the locations, that, that's yeah. great. That, that's really what it's all about, you know, to give yeah. back. So yeah. as paranormal investigators, what could you share with people that are not paranormal investigators, proof positive that the other side does exist and that there is a such thing as ghosts and spirits? Ooh, oh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. He's going to hit you with the good questions now. <laughs> They just have to try that experiment for themselves. You know, yeah, you got to try it for yourself. Yep. You either um, did it or you don't. I can't hear you. Can you speak a little louder? Yeah, freezing like, a little. Like I say, you either get it or you don't get it. Just have to try it for yourself. To right. Look but if someone asks you for evidence of the other side, what would you show them? If they say, well, do you have uh, a picture that is not an optical illusion or matrix in or an EVP that's clear as day. Like, do you have something that you provide to the public when you're doing um, maybe a seminar or something saying, this is what we caught and you can't debunk this. Back in the fall, I taught a class on paranormal investigations uh, for the college of Southern Maryland. That was so much fun. So I found myself picking out the evidence that was exactly that. And I think one of the most compelling pieces of evidence that I have 
was from the very first paranormal investigation I was ever on. We were at a house in Brandy Station um, that was also used as a Civil War hospital because it was right on the battlefield. We didn't think we got anything. So we got home and started listening to the EVPs. And there was only one guy there with us, and then it was a bunch of women. And he was off doing something else. Um, we got an EVP in this one room that said, in a very distinct male Southern voice, it said, who's in the room? You can hear it clear as day. And it, it taught us from that moment that when you're standing in somebody's living room, you should probably introduce yourself and tell them why they're there. Um, but it was definitely not a living, breathing person who was standing in the room. It was, it was somebody that lived there a long time ago. And I think to this day, that's one of the most compelling pieces of evidence. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you know, some stuff like, you know, I, I hit the hard questions because I get asked them all the time, you know, <laughs> and now I believe of course, but you know, I get what people ask me, you know, and they try to like debunk and say, it's not real, but I know it's real, you know, it's real. And um, I think that the best thing that we can do as investigators is come up with the most compelling evidence and you can't debunk, uh, a recorder, a digital yeah. recorder, it, you know, unless you have some kind of explanation out there that no one's heard of, uh, yeah. you can't debunk it. And I'm not talking about a spirit box that goes through these stations because I could debunk that. But I'm talking about a clear as day EVP on a digital recorder where we're not picking up different frequencies yeah. and it's responding to the question. I think that's mind blowing. And the fact that I've caught it, um, there's other teams and, and yourself that you really ask yourself, um, where's it coming from? Are they watching me? Can they see me? What are they doing? And I guess whoever answer wants to answer this question is, are they in the real time of us? Now, I know that there's no time on that side, but and with the intelligent responses, are they in the time of us? Like where they're they're there. Maybe, because we, several of us ascribe to the multiverse theory and that maybe our timelines are overlapping. And that's the question. And with each investigation, we, we get new experience and new facts that we can, you know, that we gather to try to figure out if that is true. Um, are we, are, are, are two timelines bleeding into each other or are they physically in the room and we're on top of each other? Um, or are they visiting from a far off place? Um, we're working on that. We're figuring that out. Phil, have you ever gotten an EVP that you either had to slow down or speed up to make sense of? Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I worked with a young lady who works, who lives on the very edge of the wilderness battlefield, which is on the edge of Fredericksburg. Incredibly bloody battle, right? It was, it was, and she lives right exactly where the worst part of the battle was. That oh, wow. house is so haunted. It's unbelievable. So she has, um, she has like a not a surveillance well i guess it is a surveillance camera that's in her kitchen all the time and it picks up audio and it picks up video the video doesn't get much we've gotten kind of one or two cool things but the audio picks up some amazing stuff and what's so interesting about it is that sometimes you will get the evps that are 
in our time, time, right? So not that they have to be sped up or slowed down to understand. But then sometimes they move so fast. There's, there's one entity in that house that is definitely living on a much faster speed than we are. Because if I take the audio and I slow it down, you can sometimes more, sometimes less understand what's going on, sometimes extremely well. And then other times um, they're, they're moving on the same speed that we are. And what's interesting is there seems to be a whole collection of ghosts or entities going on in that house. Some of them are on our speed. Some of them are on really fast speed. I don't know why that happens. I have theories. Uh, what do you think? You know, I think the multiverse makes a lot of sense to me. I try to really figure this out. We live in the Horsefly Chronicles home. It's a haunted house. We didn't know we were buying it. But, when you, you know, the multiverse thing makes a lot of sense to me because it's as if um, the two timelines are meeting. Yeah. Um, it's like a parallel. And I asked myself because, you know, I, I study near-death experiences and uh, people's testimonies and, and they talk about when they leave the body and how they see us at a 360 degree of the spiritual eye, and yet they can hear us. Well, that's us, right, when we cross over. So then is it just possible, in fact, Joe Rogan was another one who believes this theory, that we exist on many planes right now, that what we're doing right now is going on in many planes of the multiverse we're just not aware of it and that we're connecting to the other side. Yeah, I, I, I believe that too, actually. I think we're in a whole bunch of places all at the same time. Um, it, it's kind of mind blowing. And then if you take linear time out of the equation, our brains really can't get around it. You know, people wonder why when we investigate this, the spirits can't really tell us very well what happens when you die. Or I they think just it's so incredibly up. complex that they don't even necessarily know. You know, that, I mean, that's just just my thing. That's the conclusion that I've come to. But I think there are so many possibilities of what can happen. They can only potentially tell you what they know, which may be very, very limited. And the more that that's we learn, true. and the more that we learn about quantum physics and quantum mechanics and our place in that, the more fodder we have to explain questions like that yeah because once we found out about the higgs boson particle it's like oh okay and once we understand that just the mere pressure of us observing an experiment changes yeah. the results of the experiment no whether it's in front of you or on the other side of the universe just the mere pressure of us observing it changes it that just opens up a whole new realm of thought. Marlon, always are. Haven't you run into an investigation, and this wasn't when you were with us, but when you were dealing with spirits who were on two different timelines, but it was at this in the same house? Mm. I've wow. I've run into several places where there's different generations of of a family living or, you know, being spirits in the house, I've run into situations where um, 
I, I sometimes a thing happens that I call a, kind of a dream walk, and it sort of explained the the thing where ghosts stick to a particular place in the house. They don't wander too much, but they, they'll stick there. And in my dream, it was kind of explained that they change each other's environment. They change the reality of the time period that they want to live in. And if another spirit enters that area, it just kind of messes it all up and they get yeah. very upset about it. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think different, but they do seem to communicate with each other very, very well. You know, it might be people that never met each other when they were alive, but now they know each other when they're dead. Yeah. Very good point. So do you guys think that they, the spirits, that they can help each other help us with, with certain things? Because remember that we, we used, we, we did that once. I believe that. Mm -hmm. I believe that they can interact with us um, to a point where, look, I mean, we've all had loved ones crossed over, right? Aunts, uncles, grandparents, parents. Um, and I'm sure some of you, including myself, my wife, you know, where they come through the dream state, those that have crossed over, and yeah. they look really good in the dream state, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And they're like, and they're trying to tell you, like, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> How are you? You know, yeah. I'm on the physical realm. Yeah. And, um, well, that's usually the way it is. Yeah. And um, it shows that we go on. And then my question always is, and and, and I'm a, I like to play both ends because I'm an investigator. I like to play the hardcore skeptic. Plus, he's a New Yorker. Plus, I like to put, <laughs> and I also know that this stuff is real, right? And I ask myself, when I go to a, a location back, dated back to the 1800s, and I do an investigation, am I talking to the family from the 1800s because I want to believe it's them, or is it really them? But they're on multi-level multi verses where they, they crossed over, they moved on, but their residual is so intelligent that it responds. It's as if you go to a location where once there were stairs and the stairs don't exist anymore and you hear them coming up and down the stairs, mm. but the yeah. stairs aren't there. And this has happened here. Yeah. Or they go through the wall yeah. and there used to be a door there. And yes. Right. Is it habit? Is it their reality? Or which is it? Yes. See, I think it's their reality. Their reality, right? I think it's their reality. And I think their reality is every bit as, um, as real as ours. You know, it... it and it takes them a while to figure that out, too, that they can do that. That's yeah. the mm -hmm. weird part. You know, we... Some have learned instantly, and some have no idea huh we tend to think that our reality is the main reality right and but it's the only the main reality the one that seems the most real to us it could very well be that what they are experiencing we're the ones maybe we're the ghosts have you guys ever heard of a guy named john Kenny? the others i was just gonna say that what do you think about the movie others? Do you think that maybe we're the ghost? <laughs> Sometimes I think we are to them. I I really do. Right? Yeah, they, they, 
That's they so can funny. describe them though. I mean, it's, obviously they can see us. That's that's the yeah. weird part. It's like how can can you see us? And and if people in the past were seeing us as they described us, do they just forget about it as soon as the communication is over? Or there would be, I think by now, a whole lot more blips in history popping up of uh, people seeing people from our time period way back in the past. Yeah. Well, every so often we'll see an article about somebody who claims they're a time traveler and all that stuff, mm -hmm. um, which could feed into that. But then the other question, too, is if this is not the reality, if we're just in the matrix, are they just are they watching us because we're their experiment? Or if we go even further back into philosophy and maybe I'm just a figment of your imagination and you just have a really good imagination that's screwing me up, right? We don't know that. And so are 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 they the ghost is what we what whatever we define ghost, or are we the ghost? Mm-hmm. We don't know that yet. We still haven't figured we can't say for sure that we're not in the matrix. Right? We don't know if we're just a computer program. We don't know that yet. That's part of what we're trying to discover too, is any any evidence of something different than what we already think we believe. And the psychics. No. There's a lot of questions. I mean, we just end up with so many more questions. And it kind of, I talk about this in a lot of shows about the Mandela effect because it just plays right into this whole thing um where some of us remember things a certain way and others will argue no it never existed that mm -hmm. way and then i look at the paranormal and how we investigate it. is it just possible that we're on different timelines but we don't even realize it and we, we see things and perceive yeah. things differently um you know there's just so much that there's so many questions to this mm -hmm. yeah. um look we can't even build the pyramids today with all technology. <laughs> we can't redo the pyramids, okay? No matter what we say and how we try to break it down, we can't do it. So what does that tell me? That tells me that there was a higher intelligence way before yeah. Yeah. we were a thought. Oh, sure. I mean, how is it that you know, I've been living in the in the society and world that I live in. I've seen every single one of these people on camera now come out with amazing psychic insights how is it that we do that is it is it actually another sense is it the ability to see through a veil into the another um parallel dimension is it memories of another time you know i'm just throwing it out there because that is something that i really don't even have a, a strong theory on how is it that that happens what do you guys think that is a tough that one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. She can ask a hard question. Well, that's a tough one. I mean, I don't even have a, a response to that. I just I shake my head a lot of times, and, and I get confused, to be honest with you. You know, not I try to make sense out of a lot of different avenues right, of yeah. trying to understand the paranormal and the other side, and yet I know they exist because I've had intelligent responses, and I couldn't debunk a lot of stuff. I had a spirit tell me where she was buried before the stone was even there. Yeah. And I went to that graveyard with a friend and the wind was blowing against us. And through the mind, she's, she's telling us through the mind, through like this audible, yeah. 
um, where she was, and there was a wooden cross put before the stone was even, you know, going to be placed months later because the family couldn't afford the stone. We went back on a Ouija board that night, and she says, thank you for visiting my grave. Now, this is someone we knew years prior. And I asked, I says, well, what is it like? Tell me what it's like. The way she explained it to me was like, it's like walking out of your body. Um, I, she says, I chose to be earthbound because I want to watch over my daughter. I see you. I hear you. I can touch you. I can feel you. Um, and, and she did explain one thing that I was still trying to wreck my brain. It has a lot to do with the stars and the energy from the stars, how the spirits can't communicate when they have. It's kind of like we have an EMF pump where we try to put energy into the atmosphere. They use the, um, the stars to to get the energy like a full moon for example um things to that nature or the the way the ocean and the tides play in so they can get they build up their strength to communicate with us and to this day you know i'm a firm believer there is no explanation a lot of stuff but i know when i teach the world hey whether you believe or you don't we go on this is just a fragment of time, but we do go on. This is this is like a a stop at a stop sign this lifetime. You don't realize it, right? And it's really comforting, though, isn't it? You know, you were you it's were talking about spirits coming in dreams right after my dad died. My father used to make great big heavy picnic tables. Not long after he passed away, in my dreams, and I don't usually get dreams like this. Um, he, he came to me and we were both sitting on one of his picnic tables and he was talking to me and it was really, really clear. And I know he was there. I know he was, you know, this happens to Merlin all the time too, the, the, the dream walks and, and I don't know how it happens. How do they come to you in your dreams? It's, it's an incredible thing. Yeah. So I think you have to just be really, really, really open to it too, because sometimes he will get dreams for me, because I'm not, maybe I'm not open at that moment or, you know, like. I dream, I feel like I'm going somewhere else. I feel like yeah, my, I'm do. leaving my body and going somewhere else. And I know different people that don't exist in this in the physical realm. <laughs> and uh, it's a life on top kind of, of a life. Sometimes. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, hey, um, who wants to answer this question? Talk about paranormal equipment. What do you like to use? The SLS or a camera? Talk about what you like to use for like some of that compelling stuff that you got. Our great camera guy is is Mr. Balky down there in the corner. Yeah. What's your favorite? Tim? He's got all the stuff. Full um, spectrum camera and then regular camera too. Never know what you're gonna catch. Yeah. Well, everybody be looking in one direction. I look in the other direction, take pictures, and yeah. you get something. That's what I say. It just takes so I many, agree. so many pictures. Everybody like wastes their so much money on all these things. You don't, you don't really need it. I mean, just keep taking pictures. I definitely agree with that. And take pictures, pictures, pictures when you don't want to take pictures. You, so because yeah. you never know what you're going to capture. Sometimes, sometimes you'll get that feeling to just take a picture and like me, you might not feel anything or there's nothing there, but you'll just like take that picture and you never know what's in that picture. Timmy does three or four pictures of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas you might get something in the first picture, and then third picture you might have something, and yeah, the others you might have had nothing. Yep. Yeah. But like say about four to five pictures of the same thing. 
Yeah. I agree. Exactly. Definitely. Yep. So true. It really is. His pictures always. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he does. The ghosts just come out and pose for Timmy. <laughs> he's probably the quietest one of our group, but he's standing over there with a the camera and the ghosts are. <laughs> so let's talk about what was the most haunted place you've been where maybe that. there was negativity. Uh, maybe St. Albans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was there. I wasn't, but oh, yeah. I heard it's crazy. Look, St. Yeah. Albans and, um, what, Wyatchville, the um, Octagon Mansion? You know, yeah. The last time we were at Octagon, there, there might have been something there. Not so nice. Yeah. That's got a hold of me. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's a good question. Has anything ever followed anyone home? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah been been been. House, but, yeah, I've been followed. Was it hard to get them like you know away from you, like a bad attachment or anything? Yeah, I mean, that Christy had to help me with in Maryland. Yeah, but I had a bad attachment, and Christy had to take care of it. Yeah, I had three attachments. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. That was not good. Yeah, you know. It's the paranormal is it's it's dangerous. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, especially young people, coming into it, and they don't really understand the danger. Like you have to really depends on your team, and you have to really know what you're doing. And you know, I think that we need to really teach these young kids. Yeah, you have to ground yourself. That are coming into the paranormal that are so like, oh, this is gonna be fun. You know, it's it's it can be dangerous. It it can be. You know, I, I I think there's. Once you have that that first experience where you lose you lose some memory, you probably end up crying your eyes out and you have no idea why. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that seems to be a rite of passage with so many people. You either go into it a little bit wiser and a little bit more careful, or you run. It's one of the two. But but most of the folks, most of the paranormal investigators that I know has have had that one experience the ones that have been in it for a while the older ones you know we we jokingly yeah. call ourselves geriatric paranormal baby yeah yeah surely ends the baby of the group um, we went to a, a wonderful investigation where um some people were scrying you know and and the first person to do this crying was Shirley Ann. Now, Shirley Ann's a, a witch and she's been doing this for years and it was it was heavy duty. There was a lot going on, but she was able to manage it quite well. Um, mm-hmm. Even though the spirit that she was communicating with kind of hung with her for a while. Yeah. But there was a young kid that, that did it and, and he has tremendous capabilities and, and a lot of potential, but I, he had his moment. You know, he, he had his moment where it, it kind of got a hold of him and and I think he's going to be one of the ones that goes, oh, now I'm going to go forward with a little bit more wisdom and a little bit more care. But, yeah. um, you know, that's that's the moment of truth for a lot of paranormal investigators. The moment of it truth. It happened when he was around a bunch of us that were experienced to help him out of it yeah. and help him get his mind right and his spirit yeah. right. What's um, Whoever wants to answer this, your thoughts on reincarnation? Yes. 
hope I'm on my last one. I really am. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt in my mind, actually. Yeah. Well, I just said to Phil uh, today, I think, that I hope that you come back as a woman so you can just go through everything that we go through. That's, <laughs> that's my curse to him. <laughs> I got four boys. I'm the only girl here, so he needs to Wait. come back as a woman. You know, here's something. Um, here's a twist to this whole paranormal. Um, I remember asking someone, a psychic, way back in the '80s, if the Earth did not exist anymore, where are the spirits still? Where would they go? And then the intelligent response was, which makes a lot of sense, is that the Earth does does exist because you make it exist through your reality. That's a good answer. <laughs> and that's a mind blower. Because then, then what we're saying is, hypothetically speaking, the theory of everything, mm. that we're creating everything. And even if it didn't exist, it does exist because we're creating it. Therefore, when we cross over, we've created that because we never, you know, they say there's no beginning. There's no end. Energy always was. It cannot be created nor destroyed. Right. Um, and that is fascinating. Take linear time out of the equation. I mean, just think about that for a little while. That is so hard for us humans to do. It makes your head hurt. But try it. it yeah. we, we don't even really have proper vocabulary to talk about the enormity of existence without linear time. That's it's true. Incredible. But, but I, I, I kind of agree with that, that we, agree, we create what's there. As a matter of fact, um, some people believe that what happens to you after this physical body dies depends on what you believed was going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, well, we've seen, we've actually run into spirits that have created their reality on the spot. Yeah. Coffee yes. and donuts, coffee and donuts. We yeah. we had a, I I was always curious about that to see if we could like get a a, a thought process or something just imagined and to, across to a spirit, and apparently one did not know what a donut was. Hmm. How he didn't know wow. what a donut was, I I have no idea. But then I look back, and donuts didn't get popular until after World War One, and. Wow. I I just looked up and this guy was watching, you know, fireworks with us. And I'm like, you know, hey, man, you know, there's coffee and donuts in the kitchen if you want them. And he's looking at me like, what? <laughs> so I was like, OK, all right, here, imagine this. And I'm like, just work with me. And I imagined eating this cinnamon crumb cake donut with some nice hot black coffee. And, and I'm putting this thought across and I open my eyes and he's looking at me like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then later we did the, uh, oh, what is that called? The Estes method. Yeah. Estes. And what was it? It, it? One ghost, one spirit was telling another spirit, it, it's coffee and donuts. Try it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually sad. <laughs> Well, it's it's actually it's it's kind of heartening in the fact that you 
you know, if you go into death now, knowing that you can create your reality, then if you need it, you want it, you can create it as long as you believe that you can. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we can in this one, too. We're just got to figure out now. Yeah, there's you know, a lot of self-imposed limitations. You, you know, you're running true on something. Um, the way I said that we create our reality with that psychic told me that if the earth didn't exist, it still did because we created it through reality of our own thoughts. And then you look at the spirits, right? Mm -hmm. And what you said is making sense to me because we're walking into their reality when we're investigating. Mm -hmm. So therefore... They can bring us back to their time and era. Now, I've been to um, yeah. St. Albans, and there's things that just came through. Like, I didn't even know it was coming through. Like, this young boy is telling me that he was an experiment from a doctor, and the doctor was doing really bad things to him and, and other kids. Um, and, and, I, and I couldn't get it out of my head. Even when I left, I was trying to get this out of my head, these thoughts that he was implanting in me. Like, what happened to them? Um, and how people were like kind of mis mistreated in, in a really bad way, you know, yeah, as experiments. Um, it makes me think that they're bringing us into their reality during an investigation. The um, Holdman Mansion, another one. I was in the basement when that point used to be open, and uh, I remember feeling what one of the people that used to live there were feeling. Yeah. The the oppression and the getting ready for the wedding and it's just like a role play. It goes through the mind like a role play, like you're watching it, but it's only it's through the mind's eye. So the reality that they're creating for us sometimes, I believe, as we're investigating that side, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yep. Okay, here's one. Do you think you can run into a ghost of one of your former lives? Ghost and one, yeah, most definitely. You have your own former lives, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I have. We've talked to them. Yeah. I mean, that's talk about something that's going to hurt your brain, but uh, and then take there again, take linear time out of it. Think of it as the multiverse, and if these different parallel timelines are happening at the same time. Okay, you have a, if we're talking to spirits who are on a parallel universe and we run into them. I remember Michio Kaku. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he's a theoretical physicist, right? Yeah. Talking about the multiverse being like bubbles in a glass of beer. And if you think of those bubbles and they kind of bump into each other sometimes, right? And they, they merge a little bit and then they pull back apart. That's a really good analogy, I think, for what we do. If, if, one of our if our bubble runs into another bubble and and all of a sudden we see what's going on in the other one as paranormal investigators we think oh hey we see you over there okay so if one of those bubbles contains another version of ourselves and we run into that bubble now that's really really weird but is it are we actually happening without linear time all at the same time um we think of it as a past version of ourselves, but who knows? It could be a future version. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know which way time is going. Right. I think it's going at all. Right. Right. Exactly. Wow. 
It's just crazy. And just, again, we just are left with so many more It's fascinating. And, and to the listener and, out oh. there, I, I want to share this with you that loved ones you could always communicate with um, through your thoughts, your intent, and your feelings of trueness of who you really are. And those that have crossed over yeah. and came back, like I, I was talking about near-death experiences, they, they say intent, thoughts, love, the what you put out, they feel that. Yeah. Um, so it's never over, ever. It's, it's the consciousness yeah, that always goes see. on. My eyes are so bad, I can't see. You're all blowing my mind. Yeah, um, Dale, this is Dale. really fascinating yeah, stuff. I mean, I like to meet all these people yeah, too on this show tonight. I would tonight. love to see what they're picking up here at our house. <laughs> I love to because um, everyone has, you know what I like about your team, Fleetwood, Paranormal? The name? Well, <laughs> no, I like the name because it reminds me of Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Brom, Cadillac, which I love Cadillacs, but it also... I like that everyone plays a different part. Yes. And to me, that makes a team. And that makes a yep. quality team of um, you have everyone in different angles looking at yeah. things through the lens. And then you correlate it and come up with fascinating information from the other side. So yep. it, it, it's, it's, it's a great thing. I, I love paranormal teams. I believe that, look, we are the future of science in one sort of sense that we're teaching people, whether you believe or you don't believe or whether you have experience or you didn't, we're showing you the reality of what goes on on the other side to what we've learned. And maybe one day um, it'll meet with the physical realms yeah. of look what we found and it could help us because I can say that, Yes, there's negative spirits, but there's also many, many good spirits that give us signs when they cross over. Mm -hmm. Songs on the radio that make mm -hmm. you feel the vibration, like, oh, that, that's yeah. them. A TV show, like, I watched that show when they were alive. And I think that's a lot of it, too. Like, everybody thinks it's all bad. It's, no, it's, you know, no, no, no. There's so many good spirits out there and, and lovely. I think there's a lot of confusion of, like, you know. Use your spirit guides to help you communicate during investigations. Yeah. Um, trend lightly. You know, and then you never know, too. You got to be careful when you're investigating. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and you got to be well-grounded as well. Um, but other That's than that, it can be fun and interesting. And and it's a, we're learning and we're teaching at the same time. That's mm -hmm. what we like to do. I consider myself the messenger. We do go on. Um, yeah. And I think every one of you are doing a unique job. So tell us, um, as we have a few minutes left, where we can what's find on the, you guys. Yeah, what's, what yes. we can find you on your bucket list of where you want to go. What's coming up next? Uh, we got a lot of stuff lined up. Um, yeah. We are doing the Psychic Fair at Brandy Station on April 20. Is it the 29th or 30th? I've got the date up and I'm forgetting what it is. But yeah, in, in Brandy Station, Virginia, in Culpeper County, at our beloved Fleetwood Church, we'll be doing the Psychic Fair. Um, we've got a whole bunch of locations that we're going to be booked at. Please check our Facebook page, uh, Fleetwood Paranormal on Facebook. And there is also the historic Fleetwood Church page, which also says where we're going to be. Um, we will be doing the Fleetwood Paracon this year as well, although we have not picked a date yet for the Fleetwood Paracon. We kind of straddle the metaphysical and the paranormal side. So we've got our events have they're a little bit of both as well. Awesome. Okay, so if we can go around, let's just let's lighten the show up a little bit. One word that describes you. Go ahead. 
Marilyn, you start. Whoever. Go ahead. Come on. Don't One be, word. Don't be shy. One There's word. Unique. 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 Oh, well, thank you. I'm crazy. Timmy okay. said he's Timmy said he's unique. Unique. Yes, yes. That freak. <laughs> I'm a freak. That's great. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. I consider tonight. myself different. I'm gonna use the word different <laughs> for me. But you know, I asked you that because when you take that word and you think about it and identifies you because you thought of it, that's what creates you and the reality of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And me, quite frankly, I like to be different. I don't want to be like everybody else doing the same old thing yeah. to myself and, and the rest of the world. And this great team that we have on tonight, we go on and is on mission like yeah. Star Trek back in the day to go to different galaxies and destinations our mission is to prove to the world that we go on yes. through a different right form of consciousness and we never, ever die. Well, thank you guys so much for having us on. It's been a great pleasure thank and a great conversation. On. Thank you so yeah. much. We'd love to have you back on. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for coming on, your team. Uh, we really appreciate it. And to the listener out there, anyone who can tell us the first name of what was caught at the Horsefly Chronicles home in 2014 gets a $50 gift certificate right before Christmas. You have 24 hours. The first picture of what ghost was caught here. What? Everyone have a safe, great down. night. You've listened to Horsefly Chronicles Radio. This is Fleetwood Paranormal and Julia Wrap It Up. All right, guys. Well, special thank you to Carnation for sponsoring this show. We love them. They've been sponsoring us from day one. So please uh, join us next Monday night at the same time on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM from New Orleans. And stay tuned for Trish Mel with the Missing Piece. Awesome. Everybody have a safe, great night. Thank and you, we'll guys. see you next week. Have a thank great you. night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.